0: fake facts from the geek out heroes real fake fact exodus 22 18 from the bible thou shalt not allow a witch to live even back then they they were fine with sorcerers and wizards because they knew that men were more reasonable to deal with. (laughs) miles and i came up with that over the weekend (laughs) <laughs> laughing I was laughing my ass off. Miles just goes, you see, even back then they knew men were more stable and reasonable. <laughs> I just lost my shit. <laughs> and for those of you who are maybe uh, offended by that, I don't care. It's a joke. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> if you can't tell that that's a joke and you're easily offended by by just that, you should not be listening to the rest of this podcast. You shouldn't be listening to us ever. In fact, my personal recommendation is you go find a safe space with a teddy bear and and just rock yourself to sleep. Uh, like uh, when I had my uh, extended family
1: out visiting and they're asking about the podcast, I'm like, listen, I appreciate the support, but you need to know something before you decide to listen to us.
0: I warn Anyone who asks about the podcast, if it gets brought up in conversation, like, oh, what podcast you have? I'm like, okay, first of all, you need to know the guys and I are not politically correct. We tell jokes that are out in left field that aren't appropriate. It's not safe for family. And we're not kind. We're, we're not like the, the, the Greg Miller's out there that want to have everybody kiss their ass and be friends to the industry. Because we don't care. We don't make anything from this. We don't make money from it. So we're just going to be open and honest. Like, that's why I brought up on the, the thing about Jeff Keighley. If I couldn't do his job, I couldn't do Jeff Keighley's job. Because it'd be the most honest fucking show ever. And they'd be sitting there going, this guy's an asshole to all of these developers and all these publishers. Could you imagine if we got to do that kind of stuff, though? Yeah, I could. <laughs> could you imagine that lady from fucking Call or from fucking Activision for Call of Duty, that? Oh, yeah, we're coming out with more warfare. I'm like, yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> we need more multiplayer from you guys.
1: So, you're just going to do the same thing and uh, rebrand it? All right.
0: Yeah. On to on
1: the to shit that matters. <laughs> in
0: 2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geekout Out heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they awoke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the geek out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Welcome to the geek out heroes this is mario this is josiah and miles and if you haven't figured it out and you're an sjw or a woke or somebody who just gets easily offended you shouldn't be listening to us at all if you're not though and you have friends who love being degenerates and complete assholes we're for you you know a sense of humor yeah what gamers used to be no out of like out of all the community gamers like overall where i think we're the most diverse group we have pretty much everybody from now. every single yeah. like now. But well yeah, I mean like growing growing up as a kid, listeners, it was not like this. Uh gaming no. wasn't cool. We did not have a lot of, you know, anybody from anywhere else. It was mostly just nerdy white guys. Yep. And I say mostly. But now, you know, gaming's become more cool and people accept it and people actually get into it. Especially because of the COVID pandemic. People have really gotten into gaming, which has caused some problems with hardware shortages, but At least there's more gamers out there and there's more people who are enjoying the uh, the hobby and have a better understanding for why we play. And we play for escapism. We play in order to experience other worlds and experience other things that we can't do in real life. Kind of like why, you know, you hear everybody sit there and complain. uh, I should say everybody, politicians complain about things like Grand Theft Auto. Making statements like, oh, it makes people more violent. Except it doesn't. Here's the thing. If I can play grand theft auto and go and be a criminal who is a bank robber in a game, I get to experience something very cool on the side. something that I would never do in real life. Something that we've all watched oceans 11 or something else and said, I want to be able to do a heist. You ever watched inside man fucking great movie. In my opinion, Spike Lee's best film. And that's just because I really like heists and you have a, uh, a great combination of, uh, of talent throughout that whole film, so it's like a perfect storm. Not not the movie perfect storm. That that movie kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. And you sit there and you think about, man, that'd be really. It'd be really cool to be a part of a heist. You know, this is like, and you you and most of that has to do with like, oh, this is when the music kicks in, stuff like that. You watch the Italian Job and think, man, that'd be badass. But I get to do that in a video game. So I get to do that in a video game. I get to be part of something that's really cool that I couldn't do in real life or wouldn't do in real life, rather. Uh, cause you know, any of us listeners could become a criminal, but what's whether or not you won't, if you're willing to become a criminal, you were willing to become a criminal before that game ever came out. If you were willing to hurt another human being, you were willing to hurt a human being before you played a video game. So it's the same thing as movies. If you were willing to hurt somebody or, or become a criminal before you watched Scarface, Scarface didn't, you know, suddenly make you do that. You were wanting to do that to begin with. But overall, we've all come to the idea of like, oh, it's escapism. I get to experience this. Now, some people's escapism is only multiplayer. And I think that's kind of unfortunate, but that's their game. That's the thing they like to do. Uh, you know, our old friend and colleague who used to be on this show, uh, Cullen, was big multiplayer fan. Like, that's, a, that's what he loved to play. Uh, I used to give him a lot of crap for it. You know, in retrospective, I, like, retrospect, I should not have given him as much shit as I did. For only liking multiplayer. Because that's the kind of gamer he is. That's the thing he liked to do. I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're a console gamer and you're a PC gamer, we can all come to one agreement. People who only game on their phones are not gamers. Right. (laughs) You are not a gamer. You are somebody who has a hobby on their phone or just, you know, is addicted to the screen. You like to fiddle with apps. (laughs) Yeah. Um. No, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about, like, what's on, what's on phones nowadays to even know. Like, I sound like a, I sound like a guy, a really old man, but uh, I don't like playing phones on, or games on my phone. So I know Candy Crush was a big, was a big deal for a long time. I know it's probably not anymore, but people play RP, you know, they play uh, RTSs, strategy, you know, other strategy games on the phone. I think uh, the phone is kind of more for, if you're actually, if you're actually doing any gaming on the phone, the, the phone is really kind of set up more for strategy games, like tactical
2: yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of games that I have on my phone for like when I'm on break at work, mm-hmm. you know, because we all go take our breaks in our truck. So yeah. I'll just you know, sit in my truck and fuck around on my phone for 15 minutes and then go back to work. So yeah. that's about the extent of my phone gaming.
0: Yeah. When you know, we th- with when Telltale was actually a thing before now they're they're bought out and all that shit went down. Um, but they were, you know, they were starting to put some of their games on phones like Walking Dead uh, back to the future I, I played back to the future on my iPad and I had it on my phone for quite a while and I, It was actually a good idea like having something like that on your phone was or on your tablet was a good idea that that kind of Translated well into that uh, realm In fact, it kind of translated better a little bit better than uh, a controller um, Probably uh, probably not as good as a mouse and keyboard just because those are instantaneous those are a lot quicker and every now and then you'd have a screen fuck up where it doesn't register your moves, so or like a swipe where you had a chrome on there and it fucked you up. Who knows? I don't know what you've been doing with your your iPads.
2: We all know, we just don't talk about it.
0: Shh, we keep it to ourselves. It's private time. You know, in the long run, so like some of those things, I think that those are like outlets for gamers. But overall, most gamers are on consoles and PC. And if you're only playing your games on your phone, then you're honestly missing out. You know, ho- hopefully that's an avenue for you to take of going, hey, you know, what are the, what else is out there? What, what else can I play? And if you still prefer playing on a, on a phone, it's kind of weird, but if it's the first thing you've done or first thing you've used, then I get it, I guess. But I just thought, you know, I just thought it was kind of fun just to talk about the fact like, you know, how much gaming has exploded and how many more there are, there of, this, of us there are. And I can remember, like, as early as early 2000s, there really wasn't a whole lot of diversity within gaming. I'm not saying there weren't any girls or anything like that. It just wasn't as diverse as now. Just demographics, the people who play games, you know, the the nerdy white kid that you always thought of, like they were always thought of as when we were kids playing games, to now where a gamer can be this jacked guy who's, you know, there's not a lot of them. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. but like it can be it can be this jock who used to be really in sports but now he plays sports games now he plays Madden now he plays MLB The Show whatever just kind of a fun thing to think about look back on and notice how fast it picked up hopefully that continues and hopefully that doesn't go down and hopefully we don't end up with uh, esports and multiplayer taking over everything personally but I mean you know EA had to eat their words on the fact that they said that uh nobody would play single player games and obviously that wasn't true when it came to Jedi Fallen Order so right Some things that have happened this week Activision uh the CEO was uh not denied his 1.55 million dollars uh as co- compensation uh, I don't know what what compensation they're giving or sorry you had to buy your own helicopter like, what? What the? Like, what happened? I, I don't know what he. Like, I would love to see the list of the the things he was being compensated for because, based off of the information that was given of every like uh, of everything that it, that it added up to was mostly just bonuses for succeeding, uh, for the past two years, which included bonuses that he was denied, uh, years prior.
1: Yeah, they're usually like stock bonuses or some shit. Yeah.
0: So he, he was given the $155 million, and a lot of people are saying, yeah, but the the shareholders almost voted against it. Almost doesn't mean anything. Just because the guys had a bad rep with shareholders for, th- for the past two years doesn't mean anything because the next year he could do something amazing for the shareholders, and the shareholders would instantly go, oh, yeah, we want to keep this guy. Your opinions can change from day to day on lots of things. Human beings, that's... You know, when they used to say, like, a woman's prerogative is changing her mind. Well, no, that's that's all of humanity. All of humanity has been like that forever. You change your mind the next day. Some of it's gradual, some of it's not. But in this case, it would be gradual because it, it it takes a year before they they vote on it again. So over the course of the next year, their entire perspective of this asshole. And yes, I'm calling him an asshole because he is one. And I, I don't need to meet him personally to know just based off of his own personal decisions and what he does to his own employees. I know he's an asshole who fires a over 800 people and then asks for a fucking raise assholes. Yeah. That's an asshole and, and makes millions of dollars per year and then get, and then asks for the $155 million more, whatever. I thought we called that Congress. <laughs> yeah. They, no, they vote for their own <laughs> raises. There's, there's yeah. a difference. Yeah. They don't go to shareholders because if they went to shareholders, that would be the American people. And do you think the American people listeners would vote one time for Congress to get a raise? No, (laughs) we'd be asking for our money back. He got the $155 million. It passed by it kind of it did pass by pretty much a margin. Uh, It's the small or it's one of the lowest. uh, Votings for uh, something to get approved from a company in years uh, typically the uh, any motions to vote on anything by shareholders is usually voted to voted for about 88 I think they said a little over 88% on average when it's approved Uh, and when it's not it's usually overwhelmingly not in this case this guy is so divisive within his, his own shareholders and I think a lot of this has to do with just the reputation that he brings to Activision because of his actions so shareholders notice that the stuff that he does And when it's brought up in the media, things that he does and things that the company does actually affects their pocketbook. Regardless of at the end of the year, them making more money, they notice it through the year and they're going, this guy's an asshole. Like he's he's making us look bad. And because we're shareholders, we're attached to this company and the company looks bad. We look bad. So that's kind of the perspective that's going on in this is just me spitballing listeners. This is not factual. I couldn't tell you since I don't know a shareholder of Activision. I'm not rich. Um, But uh, it only passed by 55 or 54%. So 54% of the shareholders voted to give him the raise and Honestly, I think a lot of that stuff wasn't emotional. I think most of those people were just like, well, he, he did do his job. We made more money. We made more money this year than we did the previous year. And the previous year was another record year. So he's upheld his end of the bargain. We have to uphold our end of the bargain. And the our end of the bargain was if he succeeds in this, we'll uphold the raise. We'll give him all the compensation that he's been asking for. I think that's a shit deal. I don't think those things should be even allowed in corporations like that when you're a when you're the boss of a corporation and you've upheld all these agreements, but you've done it through means of. And I think this is where that uh, the other 46 percent sat. I think the the 46 percent sat probably in the means of, well, yes, he's done these things, but he, look at how he did it. He gave us a record year, but he fired all these people to give us that record year. Uh, he gave us a record year, but he instigated fake buybacks multiple times in order to give us that record year. So he's not doing it through actual uh, good practices. Good business means he's doing it nefariously shadily, and we shouldn't reward that. So I think you had a lot of people who were sitting there saying, looking at just the facts of, and that's, that's a logical sense. And I, I can't fault them purely for that. Uh, but you had other people who are also look who were also looking at the emotional side of things of this guy's not a good person. look at what we're doing. we're rewarding bad behavior.
1: yeah, it doesn't so, cultivate a uh, a good business
0: absolutely um you end up with a company where people don't want to work for him. You end up with a company where uh the public's perception, which largely listeners we've talked about this before but stocks the stock market is largely influenced by people's perception of your company just saying things word of mouth changes the stock market daily that's if you don't know what if you don't know what i'm referring to go especially look at hedge fund yeah
1: as say especially this past half year <laughs>
0: yeah go look up what happened with the hedge fund managers for that were betting on gamestop failing that's that's what i'm referring to so word of mouth just word of mouth changes anything in the stock market that's why the stock that's why i personally believe the stock market is bullshit. back before social media that's not how it ran it wasn't based off of word of mouth most people didn't know anything it was based solely off the company's performance
1: yeah and still a good chunk of it is it's just uh these meme stocks that are the ones that are influenced heavily by yeah uh social media
0: yeah you're right a lot of shareholders are sitting there going well he's He's not doing things that are going to help our business in the future, in the long run, with a lot of the public and a lot of and a lot of employees. And this is a problem for us as a company, because how does that change how the company runs in the future? But you had the other side of the other side of the coin of people saying, well, he upheld to what his numbers were going to be. And that's all we care about is our numbers. Keep in mind though, the shareholders won't meet again on an issue like this for another year. So in another year, they'll be they'll be asked, well, how did he do? And what if Activision turned around and created several new divisions, started new games, started new projects, you know, stayed out of the limelight of doing bad things to their employees, stayed out of the limelight of just bad thing, doing bad things to gamers, their customers. In a year, you could have the same people who voted against him turn around and go, well, they've turned the ship around. They've made that U-turn that we needed. Well, we'll uphold to what he asked for now. You could easily have that 54% turn into 80% the next year. Not to bring politics into it, but it's kind of like the, the president's approval rating. You could have a president that has an approval rating of uh, massively low, and in a few months, suddenly it's ex- exceedingly high. Just because of a few things that happened. Well, now his approval rating is really high. Why? Well, because they forgot about everything that he did, and now they're remembering everything he's doing now. Suddenly he's liked. That could be true for any presidency doesn't matter who I'm talking about. Just talking about any presidency, that could be the truth. What's that saying? Like, you know, the public's perception changes every three months because they forget. It's unfortunate. To to me, it's unfortunate, even from a logical standpoint of him getting the $155 million because he didn't learn anything from it. He's not going to learn from the fact that it only passed by 54%. The only way somebody like this will learn of don't do these things is when he's not rewarded. And by getting a reward out of it, he proved that he can do whatever he wants. He can continue to do whatever he wants. And I think he'll, yeah. I think, you know, Activision will be Activision. He'll continue to do bad things that will adversely hurt the company or shareholders or the opinion of the company one way or another at some point.
1: It's, but, it's just unchecked power in all reality. Yeah. Cause there's no negative reinforcement on anything. Right. So the only time you ever see any kind of changes is when there's public outcry and whether it's warranted or not. And that usually that equates to, uh, we're sorry, and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, he's the boss of E he's he's the boss of Activision. There's nobody above him. The only people who are above him are his shareholders, and his shareholders just told him, Good job. Yeah. But listeners, does that sound like somebody who's gonna change?
2: Yeah. If you get rewarded for being a dick, you're not gonna stop being a dick. Right. I think if you're making that much money, you don't really give a
0: shit. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, these, the, these CEOs make so much freaking money. It's insane. And listeners, I highly encourage you to go look it up. Like look at large corporations like EA Activision and find out how much CEOs used to make 20, 25 years ago. Look up the difference. It's, it's incredible. But one good thing of news that came out, uh, that's came out this past, it's it's old, but I still want to talk about it, is that uh, EA, their bosses were all looking for a raise and compensation. And some of them, when I say some of them were looking for compensation, one 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 individual was getting was looking at getting from going from six point five million. They make six point five million year or million dollars a year, million years. They make six point five million dollars a year. And they were looking at going up to, I think, fifteen. 15 million dollars that's a bigger pay raise than you see some people in in professional sports go to hello god damn it <laughs> 6.5 million dollars a year you could be you could you could be paying 50% in taxes 60% in taxes and you'd still be fine every year in the life standards of the rest of us for the rest of human, like the the rest of humanity. I don't know what they do with their money on the side, but comparatively to the rest of us, we'd all be fine every year making that kind of money.
1: Shit, Me and everybody I care about would be doing fine with that kind of money. right?
0: (laughs) So, you know, trying to ask, trying to, trying to go for the ask of going from 6.5 to like 15, I think it's 15 or 16. I can't remember the exact number. Sorry, listeners, I, it was a while back when I read it, but that, that's a huge leap. Now, here's the upside is the shareholders for EA said no. They told EA to go stick it. And for very good reason, uh, EA has been known to do a lot of nefarious practices, and EA has been in the uh, negative limelight for the past year and a half to two years just with loot, just with loot boxes alone just with that. And with the latest news that came out of EA Sports with FIFA uh, selling card packs on the side at exceedingly high uh, amounts, the other practices that they've had that have uh, kind of brought a lot of people to realize like, oh, this is actually really bad practices and you guys are doing terrible things. Like, I don't know, uh, reusing the same code over and over again and not actually updating your games, uh, stuff like that. You know, when you go into Madden and you go into a stadium that hasn't been changed and none of the artwork has been changed from 2020, was it 2019? The 2020 Madden and the artwork in the stadium was still 2019. Yeah. I thought that was really good news. The fact that EA's shareholders told their CEO, the CFO and all the all the higher ups at EA. No, we're not going to give you the raise that you asked for. No, we're not going to give you the compensation you asked for. You're you're sticking with your millions of dollars. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, you're sticking with your normal pay. Now I, I wish there was a stipulation from the shareholders to say now what you can do with this money is you can give it to all your underpaid employees. All those people who are making less than this amount get can 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 share in that that money that you were asking for but they won't do that because they can't the shareholders can't dictate that so. I don't know what happens with the uh the money or the sh- or, or what happens with those stocks or anything like that. But uh I mean hopefully it ends up hopefully it ends up doing something good at EA. Maybe they'll end up giving respawn another team so they can actually make another Titanfall. I doubt it. Oh, and, and
1: you know, i heaven forbid they actually did come out with a third one with the uh, the amount of just rampant online cheating there is nowadays. Oh god! It just—I don't see it being
0: fun. Yeah, listeners. For those of you who don't know, uh, there's cheating even on consoles.
2: You know the funny um, thing is, is I uh, don't more remember so now. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of instances of running into people cheating. Yeah, well, a lot of
0: like yeah. you don't because there wasn't really an integration of being able to use like they didn't have program a lot of programs around for computers to compensate by running you know running emulation and stuff like that to to work to, to work with your console so now now they have programs that integrate into you you know you using a controller plugged into your computer and your computer plugged into your console and yep. it gives you uh you know instant aim it gives you all this like gives you tons of tons of benefits and there's plenty of that stuff that happens that 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 stuff has always been kind of just isolated to the commuter or like the the pc crowd and while yeah, we've known it's cross-play. been a problem there <laughs> yeah, and we've known it's been a problem but with crossplay and with uh just the sophistication of what our consoles can do in conjunction with computers and what computers can do it's all just kind of getting tossed in together and now you have just rampant cheating across the board for tons for tons of games.
2: Yeah, and- I mean on PC I can in 10 minutes I can have aimbot and wallhack running yeah and just go dominate a server
0: yeah and on top of that i mean they have specialized controllers that people make to give you rapid fire uh they have ones that do uh like there there's uh there's a group that sells a a chip that goes in that that goes inside your controller you have to do the modification yourself so they just sell the chip It's, it's one of those things of like you know, the catch 22 of like, oh, well, we didn't we didn't mod the controller. We didn't cheat for this person. We're just selling the ability to do it. So people take this chip, they they install it on their controller. And, the, and then what it does is based off of the game that you're playing. So you plug that into your to your computer. The computer has a program. You tell it what game you're going to be playing playing with it. And it tells the the controller it automatically times out your firing for you so that your firing is exactly as fast as it can be in that game. That it's capable of, which is you typically faster than the human, human hand can move. So the moment you, you give off a shot, it'll give off another one, give off another one versus you having to pull the trigger. There's that slight delay with human, with human interaction comparatively to a computer. Well, that takes away that, that no longer exists. And while some people say, oh, well, it's everybody's doing it. Well, yeah, that's the same. That's the same reason. What's the point plan? Yeah. (laughs) What's the point in playing if you get? It eliminates if it's not, if it's no all longer skill. Of, yeah, if it's no longer a game of skill, and it's now taking that part of the game out. And now it's a computer doing it for you. Why are you playing it? Why? How is that fun? I've never understood the idea of cheating being fun. This is the equivalent in in it might listeners. This might be an extreme, but it, to me, it's the equivalent of players in any sport juicing you're giving yourself a competitive edge over somebody else who isn't taking steroids. So why are you even doing it?
2: I mean, at that point you may as well just make it mandatory.
0: Yeah. Like that, that was the thing with, uh, with uh, MLB, like, or with, you know, when major league baseball was having their massive issues with the amount of people who were doing uh, steroids, all these players were doing it. I mean, you had Mark McGuire, you had uh, Sammy Sosa, all like all these people that, eventually had record who had these records who should absolutely have the asterisk nest next to their record. Now in the hall of fame, because they did it through other means, not their own human. They, they went beyond the human limitation for themselves and took drugs to try and perform more, trying to perform better. And yet you put them in the same Pantheon as players that came before that didn't have any of that stuff. That's not fair to the record keepers. That's not fair to everyone else who's playing legitimately within that sport. So now the argument becomes, oh, well, then everybody should be juicing. It should be a requirement. That puts everybody on the same playing field now. <laughs>
1: there, there, was a, there was a comedian that talked about it. I can't remember who it was, but I was totally on, on the same page as them. Yeah, give them their own league, You know, unrestricted, like fucking yeah. drugs, cybernetic implants, you name it. Just go to yeah. town.
0: Fucking go to town. <laughs> They'll let somebody chop off their legs and give themselves robot legs. Yeah. As prosthetics get better and better, listeners, eventually we will, someday we will get to the point where somebody will figure out how to map the nerve endings in, in our limbs to cybernetics. It will eventually happen.
2: And I'm really, really sad that it's probably not going to happen in my lifetime.
0: I know, right? Fucking gout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some
1: crazy fucking uh, uh, new implementations when it comes to like arms and controlling them and shit like that. It's fucking yeah. insane. Awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but eventually, eventually that will happen to the point where that will be the advantage. So somebody yeah. who is once a, once a paraplegic or anything like that may have that, it may have that ability, those abilities now that you and I take for granted a lot of the times, but theirs might be even better. Because of it. So that's that's one of the things that a lot of that, that a lot of games like Deus Machina. Or sorry, De- Deus Ex. Which is... Uh, sorry, I was thinking of the full phrase. Uh, so Deus Ex brings up the idea of synthetics used for people or uh, augmented people have more advantages than a normal person. So people were are literally having conversations of, yeah, I've been thinking about replacing my eyes. Like, that's the kind of conversations that... I know it's science fiction, listeners, but that's based off of what, how people react to things like this. Like I've been, you know, <laughs> you look at tattoo fads, you look at freaking, you know, piercing fads, anything like that. And people, uh, when I was a kid, you know, getting your belly button pierced sounded fucking ridiculous. Get to high school, it's fucking everywhere. Why? Did 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 women suddenly just you know, and some guys? <laughs> did, did, did it suddenly change into this thing of like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I love it. Or was it just because it became a fad and other people were going, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And other people went, oh my gosh, I want to do the same thing now because that's how human beings work. We want to be part of the in crowd. We want to be part of a group. So if other people are getting, <laughs> if other people are getting cybernetics, well, I've been thinking about cutting my arm off and getting a cybernetic limb so I can do this. Well, I mean... There Cyberpunk's are, based entirely off of that.
2: There was one that I saw a video on where it, it wasn't even an implant. They just hooked it onto your wrist. It was the uh, the sixth finger, the extra thumb.
0: Yeah. Uh, and yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know if you guys watch the videos of that, but they're like, oh, it gives you the functionality of like a third hand, essentially. I was like, dude, give me two of those and then that's... Yeah, let me go to work with that. Right? There, there's a lot of times at work where I'm like, you know, an extra <laughs> finger would be nice or, you know, having... You know, something to be able to hold on to something else while your I'm arm trying to wrench open, Yeah, Your or, arm yeah.
0: splits open, and you can have a fucking arc welder right there. Well, this takes <laughs> How a How many lot of it. these
1: do I need to uh, make myself a functional octopus?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So, in gaming, you have people who essentially are doing the same things, who are augmenting their controllers, they're augmenting their consoles. They're making sure they're giving themselves an advantage that other people don't have, but they think it's fine. They don't see it as cheating because everybody's doing it. That's the the mentality, listeners.
2: The thing I've always assumed about people that do that kind of thing is their ego is so fragile that they can't handle losing. Right? Yep. So I lose all the time. We played
1: uh, fucking... Some of my funniest (laughs) fucking moments is from losing.
0: (laughs) True. Uh, we, We played a Rory, uh, uh Rory McIlroy,
1: PGA, yeah, Rory golf, McElroy, whatever,
0: uh, PGA golf,
1: 2015,
0: and game. I was terrible at it. I used to be good at golf games, but I'm fucking awful at it. It, it. just shit, and it makes, but it makes for a fun time because I can sit there and laugh, and I can make jokes and make fun of. I when you're the losing person and you're making fun of the person winning, it's hysterical. Yeah. Because the person winning ends up feeling bad because they're winning. <laughs> like, is sort of like, oh, uh, like they they think you're being a poor sport, but in reality, you're just doing it for comedic relief.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'd be playing Halo, and we'd get to the uh, the post game lobby, and the guy winning would come in and talk shit, and I'd just start making jokes at him, and that was somehow for some reason more satisfying than had I won. Then
0: yeah. I mean, like that's, that's
1: what like we were doing loach to loach. chipping in all those fucking holes. <laughs> like, dude, you like, like, yeah, he'd be all upset because he didn't land on the green, but he's like on the fringe or just outside it. Yeah. And I like, what, what are you talking about, man? You, that's the goal zone for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can't make your putts, but you can chip in almost every single time. Almost every fucking time. Yeah. I was laughing like, cause I couldn't get the timing down for driving in the game and I would fuck up like 90% of the time. <laughs> And every time, like every time, I was like, like I, I yell shit in real life, and I'm like, that's how I, re- that's how I really play golf. I mean, I, I like every every drive is a curse word. Well, um, I mean,
2: the the upside is, is golf was invented by the Scots, yeah, so you're so probably I'm right playing at, it yeah, properly. So
0: I'm I'm right at home. <laughs> um, it was like that putt that
1: ch- I had uh, that I fucked up, and oh, I was yeah. just like,
0: fuck,
1: yeah. <laughs> and immediately, laughter ensued because fucking yeah. ball went way off.
0: Um. Well, you know, we the the putt that I ended up having to have, like I hit the ball, almost got a hole in one, and it stopped like right at the fucking <laughs> at the fucking hole. That was just bad and physics. That wasn't even on you. That, yeah, you it was did well. it was Bad physics. But but the next the <laughs> next thing is I I still had to do the putt. It wasn't there was no gimme yeah. rule, nothing like yeah. that. I still had to do the putt. And Miles tries <laughs> to remind me that the meter for the putt, you can't click it right away, even though like. So here's the meter. Here's the the. The they have like the safety zone. That's the the green portion at the end. Yeah. Where there's like no power, it's kind of trying to lay let you know like don't go here. But the putt indicator for where like how how hard I actually need to hit it is right at that line. Oh. And there's a delay in the game when you press the button and you and you press the uh, where where it stops for the meter. And Miles tried to remind me of basically saying don't press it right away. Wait for it to come back. And he just goes, "Don't press it too fast otherwise it'll it'll fuck up like it did for me because this happened to him earlier yeah and I still I for some reason I still still try to do it like normal and I pressed it and then pressed it again almost immediately and it goes halfway past the fucking fucking marker through the meter before it stops yep. I, I hadn't pressed it again I just pressed it pressed it pressed it a second time and it goes and then stopped and I went, the fuck." I was so pissed. I, I was sitting there, I was like, I was like, I fucking ruined it. It bounces right over the fucking, right over the fucking hole and just way past. And I, I missed it twice because of that. Missed a hole in one. And then missed the birdie. And then missed just, just getting par. Yeah. So I ended up with a fucking bo- double bogey on, on one fucking putt. Uh one fucking green. Loach Loach comes up and goes to a drive or goes to the drive and we hear him go, fuck. Ball goes completely straight.
3: <laughs>
0: it winds up on the we're like, fairway. We're like right up on the fairway. We're like, the, I was like, I was like, this guy does like he barely misses the fucking marker, and it's fuck for him. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> like I, I go fuck, or I screwed up when it's like way the fuck off. Yeah. Fargo
1: um, spent a fair amount of his time in the tall grass or on pathways.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Started aiming for it at one point at one point, and then there was one where I just closed my eyes and clicked it and guessed. It's still it's. It didn't come anywhere close to the fairway, <laughs> but it ended up uh, it ended up all in the uh, underneath some shade. So
2: hey, that's always good.
0: I figured my player was French. Um, <laughs> going with losing can be funny. We played everybody's golf. I went to hit a ball between some trees, and it was there was plenty of space, and I fucked it up just enough for the ball to shank and go directly into a tree. Like there was, <laughs> there was. Probably in real life, no way that this would ever happen. But it was—it was like watching Caddyshack 2 Just fucking—you you have a slice so bad that the ball comes back to you. And in my case, it just like it nailed this tree dead on. I died laughing. I was laughing so fucking hard the second <laughs> it happened, just because it was so hysterical. I sat there like, what? like what the fuck? But uh, you know, we had, like we had a good time. I, I still sucked at the game, but I had a good time. It was fun. It was fun to talk shit. It was fun. It, it was fun to make you know make fun of stuff. So this whole idea of like you're you can't lose, especially in multiplayer, you can't lose to other players and you get pissed off with it. Like I can understand getting frustrated with a game and if you're constantly losing, but if you're constantly losing, you're getting frustrated at that point, especially in multiplayer. You should stop. Just talk, just just stop for a while.
2: Well, yeah, it's kind of like when we were still playing. When I'd get on Iron Banner, I'd probably play like three rounds until I got completely demolished to the point where it was yeah. pissed off. And then it was like, okay, back to PVE.
0: Yeah. And the thing is like some players within the, uh, within the PVP community, uh, especially for destiny, they do that because they enjoy it, but they're the, that's why they're so skilled at it is because that's the only thing that they play. That's really what they go into the game for versus other people who kind of feel obligated to go into the crucible because there's some kind of reward. There's an ex- exotic attached to it, like whatever. Uh, you know, some some event that has to do with it where you have you you feel like you have to. You don't have to listeners I want to point that out. You don't have to go into Crucible like you could just let it pass and just not do it. Just abstain. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, but you feel like you, you if you're a weekly player, you feel like you do because. You want to get you want to get more progress, you want to get things done, you want to get whatever's whatever is left on your list checked off yeah. so that you can it's move on to the next part thing. of it. Yeah. And I understand that. Miles and I are completionists on a lot of stuff. Josiah can be, too. Not always.
1: Depending on the game, yeah, I mean... I've gotten a lot better about it. I've gotten a really better about saying, nope, fuck it, I'm not doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is why I was able to stop watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I finally gotten to the point where if I'm not enjoying myself, I'm not going to force myself to finish it just yeah. to say that i did
0: it's not a job you're not getting paid for it
2: occasionally i'll hold out just on the hope of maybe it'll get better at the end and you know a few times i've been rewarded with that you know you get to the last episode and you're like okay now i understand why i put up with you know what i did for the whole season there's been a lot of anime series that i've watched that were like that it was crap for two-thirds of it and then that last
0: yeah, I get like that. Six
2: episodes, you're like, okay, this made we we actually had the exact
0: it. opposite happen uh, recently. We'll we'll talk about that in a bit uh, with uh, Sirius the Jaeger.
2: Oh yeah, I've heard about that one.
0: Um, but we'll we'll talk about that when we go go to reviews, listeners. If you're one of those people who thinks, oh, everybody else is cheating, so I should cheat too, maybe you should just reconsider. Maybe I should just not play this. If I feel like if if you feel like you have to cheat in order to win, in order to have a good time then stop playing the game. It's not one. It's not worth it. It's not worth giving up your integrity. Two,
2: don't be part of the problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in all honesty, if you're considering cheating, does that, do you actually want to play the game? Do you want to play? Are you having a good time? Do you think it will be really rewarding to yourself to cheat, to get there?
1: No, I'm going to sound old. Uh, I I blame social media and uh, streaming. (laughs)
0: In all reality, I don't think you're wrong. That's the sad part.
1: They get that social validation of, oh, hey, look how many games I win. You know, I think uh, it sets a standard which is ridiculous to go by. Yeah, listeners, I've
0: been saying this for over a decade. Social media, Facebook, all that stuff is a detriment to society. Oh, yeah. And the reason is is because it it gives you instant gratification. And anything that you accomplish, people give you applause for. Just everybody else is getting a participation trophy because you were there. Yeah. And look what I'm doing. There's no, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no true validation in it unless you're, you're able to share it now. And because of that, people want to be able people want to be able to say, oh, I did this, I did that. It's social validation. And that, yeah, and that's it. That's exactly what it is, Miles. Exactly what you brought up earlier. The fact of, it's just the social validation. You can turn around and tell people, oh, I have a kill death ratio of this. And that's what happens on Twitch streams. And stuff like that, where somebody brags about their, you know, their kill death ratio until one of those Twitch gamers gets fucking caught with cheating, which has happened multiple times now of, oh, this person's actually using a program to get these shots. This person's actually using, uh, you know, a, a controller that's modified in order to do this. Well, that's not really them then. That doesn't mean that they're actually that good. It means that they were they're They're decent, but something else has to has to raise their game for them. But as long as they got those likes. Yeah,
1: I look at it the same way the people that do the uh, the speed runs using exploits. I'm like yeah. why? <laughs> like, how does this actually feel any kind of accomplishment?
0: Right. When it comes down to it, listeners, the the people who cheat, they just want instant gratification. They they want to be able to brag and get approval from everybody else. But think about it if those people told all those people that they got, oh man, you're so awesome. That's so great. If they turn around and said, yeah, I cheated though. What do you think the response would be? Do you think everybody around them would be like, yeah, that's awesome. Or would you think they're like, oh, mm. do you think they'd go kind of cringy because cheating's still cheating. Regardless of whether or not you, you, you felt accomplishment from everybody else's, you know, praise at the time, the moment the, that praise goes away, well, it doesn't feel that great. Anyways, moving on to other stuff. Gone on way too long. That was a long fucking rant. Sorry. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to cover this week? Fucking Gearbox
1: and their uh, their update for Borderlands 3. Still no addressing of it turning off Xboxes, uh, including Series X consoles. Yep. Uh, and it's almost two years now, right? I think something like two thousand nineteen. I don't recall, but I do know is that it's. I'm not going to fucking play the game if it's going to turn off my system. Simple as that. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) you know they've got this the plans for the Tiny Tina expansion or whatever. You know, and next year I think is when they they were slating it for like. But you can't even address that you're having this issue like they couldn't address that they were having the issue, you know, November of the year that it fucking came out and they still don't fucking address it.
0: Yeah. So it came out in September uh, 2019. Uh, Here we are in uh, June of 2021. That's that's no good. Um, No, that's
1: fucking terrible.
0: That's that's pretty fucking horrendous.
1: I don't, know, I don't know if it actually had that particular issue right off the bat or not. Because, I mean, it had issues regardless. But, you know, that particular issue, I don't know if it manifested from day one or if it came after a particular patch point. But regardless, it's yeah. been an existing issue for this amount of time. And it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. On top of that, I guess people that are transferring their PS4 game saves to ps5 yep. are having issues with it deleting their data altogether uh thus making everything they did on the ps4 fucking obsolete i was like that would be fucking infuriating yep don't get me wrong everything in the game is very easily you know play play grind i mean i played the shit out of two i couldn't yeah. tell you how many times I've, I've made new characters and gone through but three is not as fun as two <laughs> Part of the reason yeah. for that is the issues that it has
0: yeah
1: story yeah that's the um, other part of it too Is a fucking story
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so listeners this brings me to the, the conversation of when things like this happen in a major developer and this 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 is not the only time that a developer or publisher has just kind of ignored a problem All right when a major developer and publisher does stuff like this and they just ignore an issue from a previous game or even a, or, or even a total franchise. Do we continue to buy their games? Do, do we lose faith in what they're able to do and what their next game will be because of this? And personally, yes, I think there, I think there are a lot of fans out there that just ignore the problems. They're just, Oh, it's just part of the industry. And this has never been more evident than when I saw ACG put out a uh, survey asking people of basically when you get a game that is filled with bugs and problems like this, what do you do? Do you buy it anyways? Do you wait for patches? Buy it on sale? Do you swear off the developer forever? Or do you just say it's it's a wash? I'm not going to I'm not going to buy it. The majority of people said they wait for patches. And I said, that's the problem. The moment I saw that is that's the issue is we've become so complacent and so accepting of this, that this is just the way the industry is now. The developers will work on a game. They'll put out shit. It's unfinished. It's not working or it has a game breaking bug, something that prevents you from playing, shuts off your fucking console. And we become so complacent that we just say instead of swearing them off forever instead of saying no i won't buy your product because you're a shitty developer you're a shitty publisher we say i'll wait for a patch and that's and and that's just people that's that's even people who buy it they're like well i bought it at full price but i'll wait for a patch and the majority of people voted that way i put down no i just don't buy the product i just don't buy it when you have borderlands 3 which was a fun game we enjoyed it i think our, our first review went up and we said it was really good and we we had a good time we were having a good time the game eventually i think it was like two weeks two weeks later was probably when we got our first patch and it was after that that the console started shutting off we started yeah, having that I was,
1: issue i was i was able to complete the storyline without yeah. that ever happening uh, i mean it still had you know little graphical issues here and there as typical Yeah, frame
0: rate problems stuff like that but
1: you know nothing game breaking and, uh, you know, so I managed to complete it. And sometime after that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just turn off the fucking system and yep. trying to join a friend's game or in the middle of a friend's game.
0: Yep, it was most prevalent listeners when we were in uh, online co-op. Yep. So and it, and it didn't matter who was the host.
1: Although I think the last time that I did jump into the game, uh, this was back before I had the Series X uh i had loaded into a single player just to try to do some of the dlc yeah. and i think i remember it turning off on me in a single player game as well so you know, like yeah it it's wasn't, done that to me yeah it wasn't uh strictly uh co-op but that's when it happened most of the time
0: yeah i got to an area the frame rate dropped i wasn't even around a bunch of enemies the frame rate dropped to god awful speed and my computer or my console just turned off i was like what the fuck just happened comes across a lot to me it comes across as a as a gpu error like when the the driver if your drivers in a gpu aren't working correctly for a video game uh it'll cause the game to just freak out and shut down uh with computers a lot of that stuff is recoverable because sometimes it'll it'll just minimize the window to go to desktop for a pc and let it work out on its own and as soon as it's fine you can just you know click on the the minimize window and it'll pop back up and it's okay whatever graphical fuck up happened it fixed or it just got rid of it long enough for it to, to think it through consoles can't do that consoles just kind of go up oh, shit i've nigger gurgurk and shut off so when a developer or publisher has a game that is a huge franchise like that and it's their best-selling game in the in the franchise and their biggest franchise and they still don't fix something that is that much of a problem i mean it's it listeners, this isn't unheard of i've seen I've, I've talked to a lot of players on forums and a lot of them experience the same issue yeah so if it's that big of a problem and it's across the board and they're not fixing that. Does that give does does that mean we're going to buy Tiny Tina's Wonderland right away? No, no. absolutely not. Gearbox I, won't
1: see another fucking dime for me until the game works on my fucking system. Simple as that.
0: I want to know is the game does the game work? Does the game have a game breaking bug? The other crazy part is the fact that most of the media doesn't even cover it. They don't even talk about it. Right. Well, you, dude, you like, have to go to forums been... to find out what's pro- what's wrong with the game. Oh, yeah. you know that's that's how I found out
1: that it was still having issues. I went into the comments on posts and people were reporting still having that issue. I was like, fucking Christ, I was like, guess yeah, I'll wise. just delete it off my system. The thing that really pisses me off about it, though, is it's it's been this this amount of time and, you know. tons and tons of people commenting and posting that this issue still exists or yep. even for, uh, for other ones. Like, I guess the the fast travel map doesn't work on the PS4 which might have been addressed by this last patch i don't remember. But uh you you get all these problems that have persisted for fucking years at this point. And then you still have fuckers that go into the comment section, "Oh, that doesn't happen to my game." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, well then shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> yeah. The the equi- yeah, the equivalent of get good.
1: Yeah. Like really really in, constructive in a- asshole. Yeah, clearly we're yeah. just making this up cuz we get, you know, a lot of joy out of being pissed off at our game,
0: yeah, it's just it's infuriating. And the thing is, is I don't understand why Gearbox gets a free pass. I don't know. They constantly get a free pass, listeners. Constantly, Duke Nukem forever, free pass. Aliens Colonial Marines, free pass. And I'm when I say free pass, they're getting free pass from the media. They get they get free passes from IGN. They get free passes from all these fucking you know publications who act like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know, really show you the stories really because I remember when alien colonial Marines was out and uh, gearbox completely botched the shit out of that fucked up all the code to the point of literally they ruined the AI that could be fixed with a literal, not even kidding. listeners, changing a single number on the PC. You go into the, you, you all you had to do is pull up the, uh, the notepad for the game settings and changed one number in the AI and it fixed half the game wow that's it and they couldn't fix it on console they literally could not fix it on console they said they couldn't Called out for false advertising sega tried to fucking sue them they get a free pass and all they need is randy pitchford just you know waving his fucking hands everyone look over here look at the magic over here don't look at the man behind the curtain he did that during his presentation though why do you think why do you think they were on on a soundstage showing off the borderlands movie and not talking about any of their games there, there's no addressing Randy Pitchford and saying, hey, why aren't you fixing Borderlands 3? Highest selling game in your franchise. Best selling franchise you have. I and mean, you still haven't fixed it. But you don't get that from the media. The media just ignores it. All of us have to be like Keeley or Miller, pawns for the rest of the industry and just kiss ass everywhere we go. I honestly miss Greg Miller when he was actually, you know, kind of more hard nosed and willing to tell people that's fucking bullshit. You know, back in his youth when he was more arrogant, I miss that. It's it's
1: just like uh, fucking mainstream media. Like, I can't fucking follow anything that, uh, or I can't take anything to heart from like IGN or like GameSpot or any of those because. Yeah. A, they've been accused and found being bought reviews before in the past, yep. you know, and a lot of that behavior hasn't changed, you know, whether or not yeah. they're being bought for reviews anymore or not is another story, but. You question their integrity when it comes to reporting on anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't trust what you guys are saying. Look at what you did here. Anyways, yeah, listeners, we're not gonna buy Tiny or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, we're gonna wait for everything else to come out, and we're gonna be checking their forms to see if there's any major issues that are game-breaking, and decide whether or not we'll buy it from there. But I would like to have Borderlands 3 fixed gearbox yeah. so that I could actually finish. Playing the DLC with my friends, yeah,
1: and, and listeners, I I am a massive fucking Borderlands fan.
0: It's yeah,
1: one of my favorite fucking franchises ever, and I don't want to give them any more money, right? right at this yeah. point,
0: listeners, like, that that's from the guy. The only reason why I own Borderlands, my friend Miles plays it, and Anderson plays it, and I went, oh, that, you know, that could be fun playing uh, co-op with you guys. All right, I'll I'll go ahead and buy it. I've never been that big into Borderlands. Still not. It's still fun, but I've never been that big into Borderlands. But they fucking love it. They've played it so many goddamn times that I was like, all right, you know, I'll go through it with you guys. And you're hearing him say that he's not going to fucking buy anything that they put out. Like, give me a fucking break. That's losing a fan base. Yep. I guarantee you Miles isn't alone. There's got to be plenty of other uh, of their other customers that are going...
1: Fuck this shit. Busted ass game for two years. You got a really fucking
0: questionable movie coming out. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Moving on. Really quick listeners. I so I finally finished uh Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That is a sad ending. I felt terrible for the fucking villain. Yeah, it's a it's an emotional game in all reality. The, the main yeah, the main boss, I was like, God, that is depressing as fuck with what happened to that character. I was like, if anybody deserved a second chance, it's one of those kind of stories of like, oh, yeah, they were shunned as a child and freaking ostracized. And because of that, they hate they hate everything and, and stuff like that. I'm like, this kind of person needs a good ending for a story. I realize that that doesn't happen in real life, but it's a story. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it made me sad. I was like, all right, well, I'm sad for the day. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to play anything else.
2: I picked up Mario Golf oh did you yeah oh, okay is it good um yeah it's pretty fun i i wouldn't play it by myself i picked it up so me and ashley could play it and uh it's pretty good
0: is it regular mario golf or is it because all they've all, all i've seen for most of their advertisements is the rushing part the the speed golf
2: no they have uh they have regular okay uh because that's what we've been playing because i wanted to get kind yeah, of because
0: miles had talked about the fact that it looked like that that they were
2: they had a regular mode in there too yeah during their last yeah. showcase yeah i
0: wasn't going to give them any money until i could have confirmation on that
2: no they uh yeah. they have a regular mode because i wanted to get kind of a grasp on the mechanics before i started yeah. adding all the crazy shit in it's kind of like you, you just play regular mario kart and then you start adding all the crazy okay, modifiers yeah. and everything in it's pretty fun i wouldn't have gotten it if i didn't have anybody to play it with that's fair so like
0: I think that's probably that's probably true for all Mario golf.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that's true for a lot of Mario games. Like, I'm not going to sit down and play Mario Kart by myself. Do they have an online multiplayer? I believe so. OK, Um, it's pretty fun, though. I'm hoping that they'll they only have six courses yeah. right now. And uh, their their roster of players is pretty small. So I'm yeah, hoping supposedly. they'll add more at some point.
1: Yeah, supposedly the new courses and the roster will be updated for free or I should say included because nothing's
0: ever included in purchase.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Cause I think they have like 12 characters that you can play. I mean, obviously I've been spoiled by Mario Kart, where you've got like 30 different people you can play as. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got a million different racetracks on Mario Kart, and you come to this, it's like, Oh, you have six courses and like 12 characters. Now Um, it doesn't
1: do the, uh, the uh, new Mario Party thing or the new Mario Kart thing, where handicaps the shit out of you
2: if you're doing well, right? No. Okay. No, it's uh, it's actually a pretty solid golf game. Okay. It, it's uh. simple. I I suck at it, but
1: that's that's the biggest problem I had. Like uh, trying to do uh, Mario Kart, the last Mario Kart, it eliminates pretty much all skill from the game because you, where you're at in the race doesn't fucking matter because you can go to last place at any second.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it intentionally slows you down so everybody else can catch up. I'm like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's yeah. Some participation trophy affirmative action nonsense. Yeah, it has,
2: <laughs> uh,
0: has some serious rubber banding.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I game. I haven't noticed that. I only got to play a couple hours last night, but I mean, the graphics are solid. The mechanics work well. All I right. just suck at it so far, but that's fair. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. So. I'm so terrible at golf games now, so I'm sure I'd be probably... Pretty bad at that, but
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I I really like Mario Golf in the past, and I never really understood, I didn't understand why they didn't have Mario really Golf any
1: Mario ever. sport game.
0: What was the last one we had? Was, was it wasn't on the Wii? Yeah, I think
1: it was on the Wii. Yeah, we went without a, a Mario sport game in all reality for years. Like, yeah, really never understood why.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got we kept getting fucking Mario and Sonic Olympics, but yeah, couldn't get a regular or couldn't get more Mario uh, sport games. Other than that worth a buy.
2: I'd say it would be, I mean, I'd
0: 60 bucks, right?
2: 50. Is it 50? Yeah, it's 50. Okay. Nice. It's 60. If you buy it off their, uh, their e-shop, but if you actually go somewhere, like I picked it up at Walmart gotcha. last night after work, it was 50. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So and $10 I
0: mean, discount might be I mean, it's just a cartridge, so it might be worth just getting the cartridge.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we talked about this before. The switch is one of the few consoles now where I actually prefer having the physical game. Yeah. It just especially because the in-system memory is so small and you can only expand it so far. Yeah. I just you know picked I mean? up a uh, SD card from, from fucking Prime Days because they had
1: a fantastic deal on it. And yeah. uh, it was a switch nintendo switch uh licensed one so i was like this one better not fuck up
0: (laughs) yeah i still can't believe the the other one did
1: dude like it was so fucking, and it wasn't just me like there was tons of reports people having that same issue where it would just fucking corrupt the sd card i'm like fucking christ
0: yeah mine has knock on wood mine has had no issues (laughs) (laughs) uh thankfully but uh that's not to say it can't no, and uh, the the weird thing is that the, I mean the Nintendo Switch licensed ones, they aren't any different.
1: No, no, the, I imagine they're not. It's literally
0: just, it's literally from the same manufacturers. I think it's Sandisk, yeah. uh, and it's just got Nintendo branding on it. So I don't know why anything else would have an issue, but whatever.
1: Yeah, they put a self-destruct code
0: in the console. Like, hey, if this is not official Nintendo memory, then uh, nuke it, nuke it. Honestly, would not fucking surprise me in this. Yeah, wouldn't shock me at all from any company. Uh, I mean, fuck for for years we had fucking phone companies
1: fucking kill code updates that everyone denied us. I'm 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 so fucking glad that shit kind of went by the wayside because I'm sitting
2: on like three or four generations behind now. (laughs) oh they get mad at me every time i uh i go in and get a new phone
0: because i've I've got a fucking iphone 6
2: (laughs) i'm convinced that they still do it because uh every other generation they'll put out an update and all of a sudden oh my phone doesn't work properly anymore yeah yeah so i'll go in and toss it on the counter and be like all right you guys finally updated the kill code on my phone you know give me a new one And they're like oh we don't do that and i was like really (laughs) <laughs> the new ones coming out in two weeks, and mysteriously, my three-year-old phone doesn't work anymore. Right? Come on, guys.
0: Yeah, they definitely make sure the OS systems eat the shit out of old batteries. For this, or for these phones. I yeah,
1: and this—that's this, usually this has been what the. Uh, this has been the best phone I've had since the S4.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get
2: it. I still think the seven was the pinnacle of the uh, the Samsung yeah. Galaxy phones. That was that was that was my one prior. That one that one was good for which one was the one with the battery that explodes uh i think that was the note 2 was it i almost got that phone it was the note 7 oh it it was the note 7 that's right yeah it banned you from fucking flyless and shit yeah Yeah, there was uh there was issues with the two but they didn't blow up it was a seven i actually saw a video battery
0: would overheat and
2: i actually saw a video of a guy who didn't didn't get rid of his phone after the uh the recall yeah and the way he would charge it was he'd put saran wrap over a bucket of water and then he'd plug his phone in and he's like well this way if it overheats it'll melt the saran wrap and drop it into the bucket <laughs> it was like or fucking just... final
1: destination shit
2: <laughs> i was like or you could just go get a new phone they're giving you a free one <laughs> that's fucking hysterical if, if you go uh <laughs> trade it in he's like nope i like this phone it's like all right dude cool like that's, good on you that's fucking crazy i don't think i could sleep next to a live hand grenade like that but all right yeah um
0: so listeners uh in other reviews miles and i were watching uh serious the jaeger it is an anime that is available uh exclusively on netflix and it starts out pretty good. I mean, it's it starts yeah. out really strong.
1: Yeah, art style's uh, cool. Setting's really cool. Animation's good. Yeah, characters are more or less likable.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, overall, I f- I feel like they kind of should have they they should have worked a little bit more on the team dynamic. Yeah, uh, portion of it, they had too many side stories that were going on, listeners, and they really should have focused on either the team dyna- dynamic, uh, for the care or for the main character and the people that he work that he hunted vampires with or focused on the possible relationship uh aspect between him and this girl which those two two areas only get touched on very briefly over in, yeah. in the overall overall story and as a result a
1: little subtle side note
0: yeah as as a result you don't get much of a a good camaraderie between the main characters and on the other side, you don't get this actual developing romance or anything between these two characters, which leaves the ending kind of strange because the this girl who has this infatuation with the main character uh, is basically kind of like, oh, I will always, you know, I will try to oh, always hold up to his, uh, to his ideals and all this stuff. And you're like, you knew each other for like a minute. Yeah. For the story wise, I think maybe they spent a total of probably 15 minutes with each other for the entire season. And they don't build up anything, between, like really a relationship between the two of them. They have a couple of conversations. That's about it. While she's got this grand infatuation with him, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with how the story ends. And the ending is lackluster. Like where the yeah. story goes overall kind of is. Yeah, it's, it's very unrewarding. In the end, listeners, I, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend the series and I don't see them coming back with another season. Cause I don't think they could take it anywhere. Nah.
1: No, that'd be kind of a waste.
0: If you're curious about it, worst you're doing is losing time. <laughs> you could be watching something else, right? <laughs> the most precious
1: valuable resource of all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's time and then water. Um, <laughs> next to that is air. <laughs> I
2: would argue sleep.
0: Hmm. <laughs> sleep. I miss sleep. I don't know. I I can't really say much else to it. Uh, There's, you know, we watched uh, Ghost Lab last night. That's on Netflix. That was terrible. Start (laughs) it off with a a bit of
1: promise. but
0: That's that's not an anime listeners. That's a live action one. It's from Thailand. Uh, It is, it starts out with, like you said, with a a lot of promise and the fact that it looks like it could be a good horror comedy. And they're there are plenty of funny moments in it, but it takes this really weird turn and it feels like miles. You put it best last night where you said after like two thirds of the film was, was done. They were like, ah, let's switch writers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it was that far. I think I want to say like a third, a third to a half of the way through the film. It just takes a complete fucking left turn and turns into this morose, just garbage.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just a, not a good, not a good experience. So don't recommend watching that unless you're going to actually sit down and do a riff of it. We we made plenty of jokes during it, but our jokes were the only things keeping us entertained. So yeah. don't recommend that at all. Uh, I watched or tried to watch Breach. That's with Bruce Willis and uh, Thomas Jane's in it briefly.
2: <laughs> Is that the one where he's in space? Yes. Awful. Really? God, it's awful. Oh, they look like it. So,
0: like, Bruce Willis has done some bad movies before. And he's done. he's been in some B movies recently. And part of that is just the fact of, I think he's at that stage of, you just don't turn down work. Uh, and I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Kevin Smith, I think, really hurt his reputation. Whether or not he's an actual asshole in real life, I don't know. But when you're working on B-grade movies and you're working with uh, C-class talent, I can see you getting kind of pissed off when you've been an A-class actor for a long time. And I don't know how he got through this sober. This movie is fucking <laughs> terrible. It is. It is a C. It's C grade. It's fucking
2: just awful. Is it? Is it even worth watching just to make fun of?
0: No. Really. You, if you were watching it with a group, you could absolutely make fun of it. But I tried watching it by myself, and it was just so gruellingly bad. I was like, I, I can't. I can't do this. I'm, I, I got to turn this off. That's. I ended up fast forwarding to the end about maybe an hour in if
2: that that's really sad because i was I, like when we watched the preview i was really excited for it because i knew it looked fucking like, terrible yeah it's like
0: the thing mixed with alien and uh i don't know space truckers <laughs> it's like it's
2: it's oh, it's so bad it's really sad. I, I really wanted to watch it.
0: If you pull it up on Amazon, because it's, it's on Amazon Prime right now, listeners, it it has, I think, a rating of like two and a half stars. Is it free? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's included in Prime. So, um,
2: yeah, so that was bad. Uh, I might still watch it just... Because, <laughs> I mean, you watch the preview and you know going in it's not going to be good. Yeah. So... I don't know. It looked like it had an interesting premise, at least. Was, yeah. was it?
0: Yeah. It's not. It's not a good premise at all. All right. Trust me.
2: Oh, things bad.
0: Uh, I finished De- the Devil's a Part Timer. That was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's a fun premise. When I say really good, it's a fun premise, and it's well animated. Uh, it's not as funny as I was hoping it would be, but it is entertaining, and uh, that's a plus. The care. Some of the characters are pretty intriguing, and I'm actually looking forward to a season two. finding out what happens
2: you know the funny thing is is like i'd imagine the devil working in fast food but i wouldn't imagine it making his personality better
0: it's more the fact of uh being around humans because keep in mind he comes from a dimension where humanity and demons don't get along at all and uh demons have like basically all all their magical uh, abilities and uh, most of the demons are pretty evil and sadistic and stuff like that. So he has he has no almost no interaction with human beings until he comes to our dimension where there's almost no magic and he's forced to be a human. So because he's forced to be a human, he has to live like a human and he gets to know the humans. Right. So it, I, that's kind of a, a drastic change in lifestyle. <laughs> so. Fast food industry aside, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would make you a better human being uh, just as give a human. new
1: ideas for hell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh but I, I I see what you mean like from a humor's perspective that absolutely wouldn't make you a better human being from a a devil demon yep. perspective coming
2: from actual hell yeah. To, yeah
0: so uh but it's a fun you know it's a fun premise to it's enjoyable to watch they have some pretty good animation there's some pretty cool uh some pretty cool fight sequences that happen um they're They're few and far between because it's mostly meant to be a comedy. uh, A slice of life kind of thing. But, yeah, it's worth watching. I watched that on Fandango, so uh, if you have... uh, Or not Fandango. I watched it on Funimation, sorry. We'll start with F. My fault. Uh, I watched it on Funimation. It was good. Uh, It's worth watch if you have Funimation. I don't think it's free to watch, though. Uh, they They have several anime that they run that are free to watch, and they list uh, schedule of like what what every week what's gonna be free um, but they come with a lot of commercials when they do that just to give fair warning to anybody out there kind of like crunchyroll uh, crunchyroll does the same thing but there's a shit ton of commercials you're after you're gonna have to go through and usually the commercial breaks are and I'm not exaggerating when I say the commercial breaks are like three to four minutes <laughs> Oh yeah, Sometimes. they're, they're yeah.
2: definitely like, oh, commercial break, hold on, let me go get up and yeah. you know take a leak and make a sandwich and come back. Yeah.
0: Every now and then they're reasonable, but you get more of them dispersed. But for some shows, it's like, here's a commercial break. And it when it says commercial break, it's like Euro commercial break where they're just going to show you all the commercials at once. And then you go back to the show and you get to watch the rest of it.
1: Just reminds me of, uh, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Pluto TV that Shannon and I tried years ago. Yeah. And, uh, I was like trying to watch an episode of South Park and, you know, fucking, you know, are without commercials, what a 20 minute show, something yeah. like that. And it would literally take me over two hours to watch that long of a show. I was Damn. like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> 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 it's was like, I'm watching more fucking commercials than I am show. Right.
0: That's really bad actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, We started watching Kuro Makora, but we were not far enough into it to give a real review of it. But uh, that's entertaining so far. I like the mechs. Uh,
1: You Um, said you watched uh, Wrath of Man.
0: Yeah. So I, listeners, I rented Spiral uh, on Amazon and I got a discount on another rental that's like a, a currently in theaters kind of thing. So I rented Spiral because I wanted to watch it and Anderson said it was, you know, it was one of the best uh, saws that, it, that they've had in a while. Uh, it's entertaining, but that's about as far as it goes. Uh, super predictable. It's probably the most predictable saw I've ever seen, uh, which is saying something considering you're talking to, this is somebody who's telling you this, and I saw the first saw in theaters, and the second they showed the, the, the two guys in the room together that are chained to the pipes, I pointed to the guy in the middle of the floor and said, that's the bad guy. And that's at the beginning of that movie. And my old uh, college buddy, John, got pissed off with me because he wanted me. He he and I used to watch movies together, and I would always figure out who the killer was on pretty much everything we watched. Anything anything that required like mystery solving, stuff like that, I would be able to spot it well before the ending. And he was like, I want to see how you do with with Saw and see if it comes up. And the second that happened, he looked at me, he goes, son of a bitch. And I was like, I was like, I'm right, aren't I? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I had to sit there and explain it to him after the movie. That's how predictable this movie is. When I say when I say the second a character showed up in the movie, I went, that's the killer. (laughs) And I just waited for the rest of the movie for them to go. That's the killer. And I went, oh, it's so surprising. Oh, my gosh. How could this happen? It's really predictable. It's not a very good story, uh, in in all of the saws, but it was entertaining. It was something to watch. So, I don't recommend renting it for twenty bucks. The only reason why I rented it was because I, you know, I was getting a discount to rent something else as well. So, that said, I watched Wrath of Man, and Wrath of Man is the latest Guy Ritchie film with Jason Statham. I do have to say there's a couple of editing choices at the beginning of the film that were kind of kind of threw me off. They're not really typical of Guy Ritchie films. There's also a possibility that the the VOD that I watched, the video on demand that I watched for it, maybe there was a fuck up in it. And uh, that's what caused the strange editing, because it doesn't happen like the, the way that the the one scene happens to another uh, in the movie doesn't happen again like that for the rest of the film. So there's a it, to, to me, it's a strong possibility that that's the case. I won't know until I can actually buy the movie from a different service or maybe a different service or just buy the Blu-ray, uh, and watch it from a disc and see if it does the same thing. With that said, this is probably one of the darkest, uh, films that Guy Ritchie has ever made. And it's because it's a revenge flick and Guy Ritchie usually has the heist movies. He's got, you know, uh, things that have some humor in them and are more, uh, Along the lines of visual style rather than anything else. And this film kind of doesn't do any of the typical Guy Ritchie, like visual style of the fast moving cameras, setting up heist, stuff like that. A heist happens in the film, but it's not the usual stuff that you that, that you're used to from him. It's a very different take than I've seen come from him in a while. And it was very dark in the fact that Jason Statham, he's always been able to play the the tough guy. And he's never had a problem playing a bad guy, which which we've seen. This guy was just dark. Like, he's the kind of person that you, you could imagine he would be reading your kids a bedtime story while he's murdering you. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that what happens in the film leads him to on this, like, revenge kick. And... He is the kind of person you don't cross. Like you just, he, he, there's a part in the movie where he's telling a he's telling another character, I, he goes, I'll, if you, if I find out you're lying, I'll take it personally. And I hold a grudge. And he does it with the straightest face. I will kill you. I will kill your family. That's basically what he explains to them. Uh, And he does this, you know, he does this by showing them, like shows, shows them pictures of their, of their parents and says that was taken this morning. That's how pissed off he was. I was like, Jesus Christ, like this guy is no fucking joke. Aside from that, there were some other actors in it that were that while I've seen one play a bad guy before, it was a very different uh, experience from seeing them in previous films. I mean, um, I don't want to give away any actors because it was, I I didn't look up the actor list listeners before I watched the film. So it was kind of a good surprise to see. And to see these, to see these characters or these, these people play characters that i hadn't seen them play before you usually see them as the good guys or the hero or the con man that kind of thing that made it a uh, a good twist for me as a viewer like i said especially since i didn't look up the casting list so i highly recommend if you watch the movie don't look up the cast list just go in knowing jason statham's in it and that's it pretty much just go with that i mean that's um, that's
1: what sold me in the first fucking place I was like all right it's right? Statham, Statham, guy Ritchie. Sold. Yeah, it's sold like
0: uh, you know, winning, winning combination. And it's a winning combination here, listeners. It's a good movie. It's probably one of the best revenge flicks I've seen in a while. It doesn't go over the top. It's just a good it's just a good revenge
1: flick. Yeah, not trying to be Wick.
0: Yeah, it doesn't want to be another John Wick. It doesn't want to be anything else other than here is a situation. Here's a character. This is another situation that's taking place at the same time. And here's the story. And at first I kind of questioned, like I'm not really a big fan. You usually listeners of the going back of like, you know, five weeks earlier or anything like that or five months earlier or whatever, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever a jumps. film wants to do. I don't like doing chime time jumps back and forth. In this case, it kind of works with the storyline of explaining certain events that take place and what led up to the end scenario that we get. So when, when it does the time jump, uh, cause there is one, uh, just, Keep in mind that there's a, there's, there's reasoning behind it because there's two separate, two separate things that are happening within this time period that will get explained in the, in the film. You know, I, I got to watch it for $10. I think that was perfect. If it was $20 compared to spiral, I would absolutely be okay with paying that. Especially if it was, if I was able to share it with other people. Well, uh, i
1: recently got to watch the uh i mean it's been it's been brought up on here uh in a previous cast i'm sure the uh the demon slayer movie it was fun yeah. that was
0: fun i'm yeah, really looking blessed.
1: forward to the next season uh dropping spoiler
0: alert they literally fight a train <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome inosuke two thumbs
1: up other than that just the fucking ridiculous travesty that is dark alliance
0: yeah, I forgot to bring that up with the games. Yeah. Um really quick, uh Miles, I listeners, I already reviewed this once, but Miles got to watch My Love Story, which is another anime. Uh what'd you think?
1: I'm trying I i I'm trying to remember because I've watched so much shit re- recently. Uh oh, okay, yeah, yeah, with uh Takeo. Yeah, yeah that shit That <laughs> was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh you know, I'm I'm almost bummed that they're not gonna do more with it. <laughs> right? Uh just cause the characters were are really fun. But yeah, it's a just a good hearted anime that has plenty of uh comedy to it. It's very over the top uh in a lot of ways, but oh, yeah. it's all fun.
0: Yeah. Uh Takeo is just so freaking intense, <laughs> it's hysterical. But yeah, so listeners, we've played Dark Alliance, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That is not good. No. Um, <sighs> it's a good thing it was on Game Pass. It's not even worth having Game Pass for. No, no. Uh, so uh, Microsoft, we're appreciative of the fact that you had that on Game Pass. Uh, thank you for saving us money in that aspect. Yeah, because I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah, um, that would have been a game that I would have absolutely asked for a refund on. Yep. Listeners, if you want a full list of everything that's wrong with it, I highly recommend watching the ACG review. It is damn accurate.
1: Skill Up does one, too. That's uh, very on point. Yep.
0: I saw theirs as well. Uh they they make a lot of really good points on it. It feels largely unfinished. Yeah. No polish. Yeah, we we didn't play very far listeners. We didn't have to. It was it was that bad my experience within the first 2 minutes. Listeners, my experience with the game is going into the open hub area, uh walking around briefly and uh going, "Oh, you know, Miles has a game and I it says I can it says I can try and join him." I try to join him. Suddenly, my character couldn't move. After that, it failed to join, and it wasn't loading. It, it literally comes up and says, "Failed to join," and my character was just stuck on a set of stairs. I couldn't move around. I could I could circle around, uh, but I was I was stuck in, in in place as the character tried to move forward and backwards.
1: Permanent levitation. And, uh,
0: then I then I jumped, and my character jumped up, and then I was levitating. Just I was able to circle around, turn around, uh, while in the air. And uh, that's where I was stuck. So I had to turn off. I, I literally had to leave the game for it to, to come out of that. Because I couldn't, for some reason after that, it wouldn't let me pause either. Couldn't go back to the main menu. I had to leave the game entirely, come back to the game, start over. Going through the, uh, I start going through the uh, tutorial and uh the tutorial does not let you so it, listeners, in order to join somebody online you have to set your your game up to be an online session so that they can join you and you can join them well i found out when i turned mine into an online session to see if miles could join me i couldn't play the tutorial okay uh and
1: you can't just change it back
0: <laughs> I, I i guess not totally unheard of but you can't change it back yeah uh so i had to leave the game again i had to come back in then i could do the tutorial. Played through the tutorial and about halfway through it stopped counting any of the things that I was doing. It just stopped it stopped counting uh kills, the the because it gives you goals. Like you have to get kills doing this, you have to get kills doing that, you have to do this, you have to do this action. Yeah, it's it's trying to play your yeah. yeah, it's it's trying to tell you how to play the game and how to how to fight, how combat works in it. Uh, which wouldn't be a problem if it weren't for the fact that the counter just stopped working and I couldn't get it to function again. So I had to leave a game again, come back in, do the tutorial again, finally finished the tutorial and the combat is shit, especially if you're an archer, which is the character I went with. Miles was playing as Drisk. the roguelike character, right? Yep. Anderson was going to be playing the barbarian dwarf. And I decided, all right, well, Loach, if Loach is playing with us, he'll probably choose the the barbarian, you know, big muscular guy. So I'll go ahead and choose the archer. Why not? Uh, I have no problem with, you know, playing as a chick. I've done it plenty of times. And the archer, like archer mechanics, aiming mechanics, terrible uh, move mechanics, especially for the archer, fucking horrendous. It takes way too long to shoot. It takes way, like for somebody who's the opening cutscene for the game shows them just freaking being a badass. You do not feel that way playing the game. No.
1: At all. Not in the slightest. I managed to play through one level um, completely all the way through. And, you know, when when combat is working, it's fun. But the problem is that only is working like 10 percent of the time. Yeah, you're constantly getting hit with stuff that is nowhere near you or hasn't activated, you know, traps, enemies, what have you. Uh, It's almost like you're playing with full on lag, except it's not lagging. It's just really fucking
0: broken. Yeah, massive delay between when you yeah. actually do something with your controller. Like that—that's what he means, listeners. Like it feels yeah. like you get you're getting uh, online lag, but it's just lag from movement. It's lag from button button presses, and you're going, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like this invisible effects,
1: up. you know, bad hit boxes. Yeah. You fucking name it. I mean. If it's wrong, it's in there. If it can go wrong in there, it's it's got
0: sound away. cues that that don't pop up. Like, yeah, when you shoot something or or hit something, listeners, and the sound comes a full second afterwards. Yeah. And with with that wow. kind of delay
1: issue, it makes fundamentals like blocking and dodging almost pointless Yeah, uh, because you're going to get hit anyways. There's I got dropped many times in the game when nobody was even fucking near me. Nobody was targeting me or anything like that. The smart target, the targeting for the game is not smart. You know, it doesn't try to highlight nearest or anything like that. Uh, you know, and some of that would be easily worked around. Uh, but this game needs so much fucking work put into
0: it to make it enjoyable. I just don't see it happening.
1: It, there's that
0: much wrong with it. Yeah, listeners, the problems we were having wouldn't be acceptable 20 years ago
1: yeah and yeah that's it kind of plays like a 360 game you know the it doesn't necessarily look bad you know but yeah the the premise was a good one to have and if they could actually manage to make the game work i would actually go back and and give it another go but yeah like i said so much is wrong with this game that i just don't see it happening
0: right yeah, Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. This is not.
1: No, not even close. Um
0: So, uh listeners, we wouldn't even recommend you wasting your time on it. We wouldn't recommend you even using Game Pass no. to play it. Uh, it needs some ser- like just serious fucking fixes. This game was not. Right
1: and now. you know, this is from a developer that's only built one other game, and yeah. I I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I don't remember what it even was called, but it was back in 2015. 16. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's lack of experience. I, I highly doubt it's lack of funds because you know, they were fucking, uh, sponsored by wizards of the coast.
0: Wizards of the coast. Did you guys play it
1: right? Like, Man, I, I, I honestly not entirely sure how they got the gameplay, uh, trailers that they did because right. It, it had to have been in a super, super controlled environment to make those yeah. gameplay trailers because even doing a highlight reel of my experience in the one level that I played, you wouldn't have, but maybe a second or two of footage.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listeners, you, you know, this, if you've been listening uh, even in the past couple of weeks, I praised the five minute trailer that they put out because it actually showed how the game works. It talked about the game and it was a good trailer. It was really put together after playing this, I have to question, was that trailer real? I don't know. Like, I don't feel. I don't feel
1: blatantly lied to, like we did with uh, BioWare Anthem. Anthem, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it it's it definitely doesn't feel honest though, because of yeah. how much was just horribly fucking wrong with
0: it. The gameplay they showed off, while that might be in the game, listeners, the delay, everything that we experienced from it, is so off-putting that you have to sit there and question. What were you like how did you guys get that yeah. like when you played when you played the game to make the control to to make the trailer no one questioned how bad the game was no one sat there and said this plays like shit while making the trailer
1: yeah and you know maybe it does work better as far as like couch co-op goes but i don't I don't fucking see how <laughs> no because there's just so many technical and fundamental issues with the game.
0: Yeah, and listeners, to make sure uh, that this wasn't just a uh, a console thing that was screwing it up. Um, based off of what I understand from the PC side, it has just as many problems. So sounds yep, don't to me waste like, your time. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's just need it. This needed to cook. This needed another. This needed another year of development. Easily to tighten everything up. <laughs> so.
1: And uh, I I forgot to bring this up uh, previously. Uh, Play, PlayStation just recently allowed uh, Cyberpunk to be back put back on its store. Oh, which yeah makes me laugh my fucking ass off because they actively have told people not to buy the game on PS4. Yeah. Like yeah, that is well, why the fuck did you put it back on the store? Front? Well, what's funny is
0: <laughs> you know Miles, that actually was a recommendation that we made. Uh, on an episode we we told we said that if they bring it back that they basically just need to tell people don't buy it on playstation 4 buy it for playstation 5 and that's practically what they did only they said you know you can buy it for playstation 4 and it will be a free there will be a free upgrade for the playstation 5 eventually but essentially don't buy it for (laughs) for the playstation 4 like that's basically what it came down to and we sat there going god damn like i i can't i i don't have the word the wording directly in front of me listeners but it is Somebody must have spent a good amount of time trying to come up with the right wording for that, for just that sentence, so that they wouldn't have any kind of uh, blowback from CD Projekt Red. Because they, <laughs> It'd be like they, if uh... they blatantly kind of said, This game is shit, don't buy it on our console without saying this game is shit directly. And CD Projekt Red can't get mad because CD Projekt Red was sitting there saying, "We want our game back on your console, and you need to bring it back on, our con- on your console. It's playable now that with the fixes, playable." And CD Project Red told you know told the public, "Yeah, you can buy it on PlayStation Four now. It's available. It's back on the storefront. So feel free to pick it up." And Sony countered that with, "Yeah, but it's it's not good." <laughs> yeah, it'd be like
1: calling back to a, a previous conversation it'd be kind of like you know Samsung going hey you, you can buy the Note 7 again just don't charge it
0: <laughs> <laughs> just don't give it battery power then why what? bother <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. I don't know It's it fucking. It, it was funny and just absolutely fucking ridiculous to me
0: yeah absolutely listeners thanks for listening to us please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. If you don't want to keep your Facebook or, and, get, and get rid of your Twitter account, we highly recommend getting rid of all your social media. It's going to make you a lot more happy and it's going to make you a lot more interactive with real people. Get out there, meet some people, meet some trees, hug them, whatever. Get away from social media. I don't care what you have to do. Take a break from it. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo
2: this is josiah
0: and miles keep on geeking on and we're out
3: ah, another day and i'm already lost defeated And a world a so wonderful the voices crowd the city so again i will pretend that i cannot hear them shrieking because i'm going crazy <laughs> What you what you what you can someone tell me Even though another day has passed without an answer, in this world I fear that there may not be one at all to find. And if that's true, I wouldn't mind as long as I can still laugh with